Hello and welcome to episode one of the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Jacob Stoller from the Hockey News alongside my co-host for this season's show, George Nasios. George, why don't you tell the listeners who you are and what we'll be getting with you? Yeah, my name is George. I've been in the, the sports industry, broadcasting industry for 20 years. And uh, over that time also, over the past couple of years, as betting's become bigger and bigger, I, I wrote for a couple of different online sports betting platforms. And my niche and my favorite sport is hockey. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing this uh, this show this year with you. And I can't wait to get started. Perfect. And no better place to start than the Battle of Ontario. Toronto and Ottawa... You have to wonder, is this finally the game where Ottawa builds some momentum in the Battle of Ontario? Because recently they haven't had so much luck. They haven't, but they did beat them in their earlier meeting this year. So I think the Leafs are going to be a little out for revenge here. And um, they're pretty well rested. They haven't played since that overtime loss Toronto since uh, to Boston on Saturday where they lost 4-3 in overtime. Look, their blue line's a mess. I don't know, I don't yeah. know how the Leafs are getting by with the blue line uh, they have right now with the injuries they have already. They didn't have a great blue line, but they got Blagason playing back there, uh, Simon Benoit, guys that a lot of casual fans who aren't Leaf fans probably haven't even heard of. But I do like the Leafs on the money line tonight, paying 1.78 to 1. Um, Ottawa is a different team to predict. You know, they could beat the best teams in the league. They could lo- lose the worst. I think everybody was expecting them to take a step up this year. Um, you know, they were in that category with Buffalo and Detroit. And I think most people thought if anybody was going to make the jump to the postseason, it would be the Sens. But I did mention they they won the first meeting this year. They play four times a year, sometimes obviously during the COVID shortened season when it was just Canada more. They haven't beat the Leafs two times in a row in over two years. So um, I would expect... I think the Leafs are going to come out with the win here, and the odds are pretty good at 1.78 to 1. Um, another thing is, um, I'd be I'd be leaning towards the over here. As I mentioned, Leafs blue line, they've been playing good with what they have, but um, Ottawa can light it up at any point. They combined totally. for nine goals the first time they met. Um, a lot of superstars on both sides. Over on the line set at 6.5 goals here. So um, I would lean towards the over here. I would agree. It seems like one of those games with the Leafs where, you know, they will try their very best to outscore their defensive deficiencies. And then a team like Ottawa, where everyone kind of forgets, but they're like a top five in the league at scoring goals. Like people forget about that a lot. So that'll definitely kind of come to you. Yeah, they got some heavy hitters too. And another thing I'd watch out for is uh, Austin Matthews was quiet for a while there. He, I think he only scored one goal in nine games, but he got two goals the last game. You know, with 34, he likes to score in bunches. Yes. So um, I would watch out for taking him as a prop pick to tally one tonight. He's also 13-1 in the hard odds right now. If he goes on a heater, those odds will come down significantly. So um, watch out for 34 tonight, as always. Absolutely. Buffalo and Boston are heading tonight uh, at TD Garden. Two polar opposite teams. Buffalo is 3-6-1 and one in their last 10 games. In that span, they've ranked 29th in goals four percentage at 42%. 30th in team save percentage at 865. And things haven't been going great there. And then Boston, they're 6 3 and 1 in their last 10 games, ranking 7th in goals 4 and 4th in team shooting percentage during 5 on 5 play through that span. Now, on the surface, you'd wonder will this be a blowout or could it be one of those deceptive unders that people aren't really looking at? W- wasn't Boston supposed to come down to a level this year? Was it? Not so. 
Wasn't that what's supposed to happen? They set the record last year for points. He's supposed to have zero centers and and be doomed. I, yeah. I don't know. But what's going know. on what's here? Water so, there. Here's another stat for you regarding the Bruins and the Sabers. The Bruins have won nine of the last ten meetings between the two, but the value just isn't there to take the Bruins on the money line at home. I mean, you could make the bet. They they should definitely win, but there's not a lot of value there. I would lean towards the under here. The under set at six goals. Okay. Um, another note is, I don't know if Rasmus Dahlin is going to be in the lineup uh, for the Sabres tonight. So you could also look at taking Boston by two goals. But my favorite pick here is the under six goals. It's paying two to one odds. Um, you know, Boston likes to do that buckle down approach and keep games uh, low scoring. They had a bit of a sloppy end to the month of November, but in their last uh, three games, they've given up over four goals, and three of those were in the overtime victory over the Leafs on Saturday. So um, I kind of like these teams to go under. I know Tage Thompson's back for Buffalo now, so that should spark the offense a bit. But I just see kind of a low-scoring tight game. I don't know if you think uh, Boston might feed them tonight and uh, run up the score a bit, but I think under six goals, I could see it. I see like a 4-1 win for Boston. Yeah, I agree. I, I see like a 3-1, 4-1 type of game where they probably have the lead after 40 minutes and then they just lock it down. And yes, Tage is back, but if you look at the team without Tage, they struggled immensely to score. And I think him coming back, maybe one or two goals, but the other problems are still persisting and um, they'll be changing anytime soon. Yeah, um, he's, he's yeah. probably going to be, it's probably going to take him a bit of games to get up to speed like it totally. usually does when guys come back from injury. So. You know, it's probably going to be t- tough for him to light it up right away. And uh, he actually kind of had a slow start to the season compared to, like, what he was doing last year. So I like the under here overall. And even with Tage in the lineup, the Sabres, the biggest problem they've had is the power play, right? And it has, it, sorry, not the biggest problem. The, the power play has been their biggest weapon, pardon me. And 5-on-5, five five, they've struggled. The power play tonight's playing against the second best penalty kill in the league. So that's not really going to be an option for them. So I think that the Sabres odds are probably stacked against him in that sense. And if Darlene doesn't go, that's going to be even more a bigger issue for the power play. So absolutely. If they get the chance. Now, Kings and Habs, another David versus Goliath matchup here. Montreal is one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, they're pretty abysmal on special teams, whether it's power play and penalty kill. And then Los Angeles Kings, they are on a heater that, I mean, they, they're they next generation good right now. Probably, in my opinion, the Stanley Cup favorite in the West. Third league wide. Wow. Oh, I'm wow, saying Wow, we're going there, huh? 100%. I think well, the check, Kings are... Check the odds on the futures for Stanley Cup pick and take the Kings if you like them right now because I bet you I their might. odds are pretty good. I might because I think the Kings, I think it's going to be a hard time for a lot of teams to beat them. And Victor Arvidsson is coming back at some point, And that's a nice deadline ad that has familiarity there. And they are a deep hockey team in all three areas 100%. of the game. So Thank over you. their last 10, George, they've gone seven, two and one last 10 games. They lead the league in goals for percentage at 64% and they rank third in team save percentage. And everyone wondered would the goaltending hold up. It has so far. So here's the question for you. Should we expect a different result from November 25th when the Kings pumped the Habs for nothing? No, I, I like something kind of similar. And another a stat I didn't even know, I just found out today. Kings are 10 for 10 on the road this year. Insane. Like, is that like one of the like under the radar storylines of the season? Like 10 for 10 on the road for any team is in- incredible. But uh, It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the Kings here. Not a ton of value again, but more value than the Bruins. They're paying 1.45 to 1. So if you bet 100 bucks, you'd win 145. But I I definitely like the Kings to win this game. Um, 
they are a very deep team. You know, they lost to the Oilers and gave them all they had last year. I think they lost to them also two years ago in the playoffs. Um, one series was six and seven, but they've given them all they had in both, both years. They're so deep down the middle now with the addition of Dubois, and you already have Deneau and Kopitar. And although Kopitar's falling off a bit, you have just other guys that are added and raising their level, and you have some of these young guys coming along. Totally. Kevin Fiala always finds the scoreboard, whether it's a helper or a goal. Um, Adrian Kempe, I think, is a stud. Um, I think he's an awesome player. So I definitely like the Kings a lot on the money line tonight. You know, one bet I was kind of following for a few games, um, which is a prop bet, a player bet, was Josh Anderson to score. Josh Anderson went about the first 22 or 23 games without a goal this year. And then last game for the Habs, he got an empty netter. And the reason I liked that bet was because there was value. He'd be, he was paying like five to one to bet. So I'm like, eventually this guy is going to get on the board. So you just, you hope you hit it before the five games comes up and you're not getting the value for your money, but he did score. So I'm not telling you to bet Josh Anderson right now, but uh, I definitely like the Kings here. Um, I think you make a lot of good points and 10 for 10 on the road. How can we bet against them? Absolutely. And maybe we see a Pierre-Luc Dubois revenge game. He's on a six game gold drought. Maybe he sticks it to his home province there to get back at them. I'm not too sure I'm confident. Yeah. In Dubois, but Hey, the odds could be good. Now a matchup that maybe is the most marquee on the surface usually, but there's a special bit of flair here with the sharks heading to beat to uh, face the Detroit Red Wings. It's showtime, George. I know where you're going. is back. Now, here's the question. Buyer beware on a Kane bet, or is this the time to hammer? Oh, no, I'm taking Patrick Kane. You just call him. It's showtime. I feel like Patrick Kane lives for these moments. He's Mm -hmm. one of the best players of our generation. And he says so himself when he was interviewed in the last week or two, right after he signed with the Red Wings. He said he's felt better. He felt better a week after his surgery than he did in each of the last two seasons. So I'm definitely, if you find a sports book, if they're offering um, a points points prop where picking the player to score over 0.5 points, I'm taking Patty Kane, but I'm even taking him to score tonight. He's uh, reunited with his old buddy from Chicago, Alex DeBrinkett, who's off to a phenomenal start for the season. I like the points prop better because, you know, we all know Patrick Kane's more of a playmaker than a scorer, but he can score. (laughs) He's always been able to score, and he has a flair for the dramatic. So it's really exciting, too. You know, there's 82 games in a regular season, but I can't remember the last time this year I was, like, this excited for a Thursday NHL game. Yeah, well, Sharks game. Oh, (laughs) Here's what I'll say about the Sharks, though. They have come back a bit, right? Yes, like, they were just sure. disastrous the start of the season. Then they yeah. had back-to-back games where they gave up 10 goals. They're playing pretty good hockey right now, right? Yeah. Like, they're not going to come close to making the playoffs, but they're competitive. Yes. But for this game tonight, I love the Red Wings to win by two goals or more. So they're paying 1.83 to 1 to win by two goals or more. And if you parlay them just to win the game, not to win by two, just to win the game outright with a Kane goal tonight, that'll pay you 3.7 to one. So I'm I'm liking both of those bets. As we talked about, you know, the Sharks are, they're better now. (laughs) You know, they're not losing 10, nothing. Um, You know, they've won some games. So, uh, but I just think it's in Detroit tonight. Detroit's also on a roll. Mm -hmm. They're rolling a bit. Um, And I think, yeah, Kane, uh, you know, I'm definitely... I love these kind of games and Kane has a flair for the dramatic. I, I'm taking him to get on the board tonight. 
And you are right. The Sharks are playing better. They are 5-4-1 in their last 10. So it's Whoa. much better. I didn't better know they than... were doing that good, actually. So Yeah, it's turned around quite a bit. Next not matchup. tonight, though, Jacob. Yeah, not, not tonight. tonight. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Um, next pick, Stars and Capitals. Stars are on the second end of a back-to-back. And Washington, they, had, they kind of surprised people at the start. But it seems like initial projections that we had of, you know, the tw- the, the the end of the OV era starting to become quite evident with how they're playing. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, I like the stars on the road. Um, they're playing the second half of a back-to-back. Um, lost a close one to Florida last night, so they might not have their legs under them to start the game. But as you said, like Washington, I was stunned by the start they had uh, to the season. And one of the more interesting things is their lack of scoring and that they've been getting those wins defensively with keeping yeah. the goals against under, like I would have never assumed that to start the season, but um, you know, Ovi's had a, you know, everybody was like, Ovi's going to break the record. Ovi's going to break the record. Now I think some people are questioning if he's going to catch great. He only has five goals this year. So, um, but I like the stars tonight. They're, they're a much better team. Um, so they are playing on a second half of back to back. Washington might get up early, but I think uh, the Stars will come back and win the game. And there are a couple player props to watch out for. Um, one is on Washington's end, Evgeny Kuznetsov was a healthy scratch last game. I mean, on a team where Nick Backstrom's out for the year now and they don't have a lot of like high caliber centers. I mean, they got Dylan Strong. For him to be a healthy scratch, that's the coach telling you something. So he's back in tonight. Um, I would expect him to get. Uh, I'm going to expect him to get on the board tonight, put forth a good effort. So that pays 1.9 to one for him to get not a goal, a point. Also, Ooh. Matt Duchesne's playing his 1000th career game. And he's been wow. a good, he's been, he's slid in very nicely with the oh, stars this year. It's been a perfect. And the, the thing about the back-to-back with the stars is Duchesne's another great example. Like the stars are so deep right now, especially up front where, you know, when you look at a back-to-back, they're top nine. They've got at least like those three lines can be top six lines on almost every team and they can play them evenly. And I think that it actually helps them in games like this because you have a line of like Matt Duchesne, Sagan and Marchant, Marchment, which is maybe their second line, maybe their third, depending who gets it. That's a heck of a line. And 100%. they're going to rely on that line on the second of the back to back for sure. Yeah. So watch out for him. He's played. It is his thousandth game. You know, the guys will be trying to get the puck to him, trying to find them in good scoring opportunities, get something special for his thousandth game. And uh, so I kind of like him for a player prop as well as Evgeny Kuznetsov, but I think the Stars are going to take this one, and they're paying pretty good odds for such a good team at 1.75 to 1. Next, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning visiting the Nashville Predators. Who do you got in this one, George? Yeah, this is a tough one, man. I'm going to be honest with you. This one, this is a bit of a tough one for me. I'm going to take the home side, though. Um, Same as the Stars, Tampa played yesterday. Uh, They beat the Pens 3-1. Uh, Penn's another unpredictable team. Lightning, um, just something's off this year. I know Vasilevsky just came back. Um, you know, just something's something's off with, uh, you know, nothing's off with Kucherov. But um, something just seems a little off for the team. They're on a back-to-back. The pet, they're on the road. The Preds are at home. So I think I'm going to take the rest at home side here. Oz are 1.75 to 1. The Preds have won two in a row. The Preds are a good team. You know, they, they, two in the last 10, man. So eight, two in the last 10. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, they're a team that they always give you a hundred percent effort. Yeah. Um, they might not have the best uh, talent up front. Um, but I think this is a game where they capitalize on 
being well rested and take this one over Tampa. I tell you to take a Kucherov prop, but with Kucherov, you got to bet him to, be, to get two points to get paid some decent money, not one. No kidding. It's yeah. expected that guy's going to get a point every game. As a fantasy hockey owner of Kucherov, I can attest to that. It's been a pretty good year for me. He is a stud. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think actually what I will say is it's, something's off with Tampa this year, but it's interesting to see Kucherov kind of being the one to keep them afloat almost, right? Mm. We're used to Stammer and Hedman and, and Vasilevsky all having their individual amazing years. This is Kucherov's year, man, and he's doing great. But I agree with you on the Predators being well-rested and capitalizing. Yeah. Um. Now, the next game, the Anaheim Ducks and the Chicago Blackhawks. Battle of number one and two overall picks from this last year's draft. Leo Carlson with Anaheim number two and number one. You may have heard of him, Connor Bedard. <laughs> it's interesting with this one because these are two teams that are in very different situations. The Ducks, they started the year very competitive and been kind of in the thick of things. They've kind of stagnated from there out. Chicago, well, it's a bunch of accessories surrounded by Connor Bedard. How's this game going to shake out, George? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, I mean, I'll take the Ducks to win. Um, but the better bet I like here is the under 6.5 goals just because man, the Blackhawks can't score. No. Um, like you said, you mentioned Connor Bedard, but you look at the next guys on that team. It's Dickinson, it's Felino. Like, no offense to these guys, but they're third or fourth liners on most teams. For sure. Obviously, Taylor Hall, the injury to him hurts, but they just can't put the puck in the net. Neither Only, can the Ducks. Yeah. So, and the under, over under, I thought the line would be at six, but it's at, at 6.5, and the under 6.5 goals pays 1.87 to 1. I think that's great value here. Um, so yeah. um, I, I think the best bet to lay here is to take the under. Only two teams in the entire league have scored less goals than the Blackhawks this season. I mean, Connor Bedard's fantastic, but the kid can only do so much. Mm -hmm. um, but for a future bet to think about, um, okay, you tell me. You tell me who do you think? Obviously, Connor Bedard's a heavy favorite. Who else do you think's in the running, like a big challenger to him for the Calder Trophy? Brock Faber. Brock Faber, Minnesota. Yeah, that's a good Is one. Is Leo Carlson actually one? I think Leo should be. And his odds right now are 26 to 1 to win the Calder. Now he yeah. didn't start, he didn't start the season with the Ducks, keep in mind. Like he didn't play the first few games. So he's played under 20 games. He's I think he's in the top 10 of scoring leaders. And I think he's second in goals to Bedard amongst rookies. So he's on a better team, surrounded by better players. He's getting PP time now. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's worth, I mean, it's worth a risk to put 10 bucks to win 260, I think. For sure. I agree. Especially, you know, notwithstanding, Bedard could, though I wouldn't bet on this, but Bedard could go on a lull or whatnot. And Carlson, and, and keep in mind, Carlson was being load managed over the last, the first half of the year, right? So now we're getting him unleashed. And you're right. The best is yet to come. I don't mind that bet, actually. Right. Yeah. Something to look, something to watch for. When you get odds like that, and somebody's in the running, I put him in the running. And at 26 to 1, yeah, throw down 5, 10 bucks, win 130 or 260. I'll take it. Next, we have the Winnipeg Jets visiting the Colorado Avalanche, a battle of two of the Central Division's best teams. The Jets, they've been hot recently, don't get me wrong, but the Avalanche, who are getting, I believe, are getting Kale McCarr back from injury tonight. He did skate at practice this morning. You never want to doubt the Avs. I think that's where we're going for this pick, right, George? Yeah, I mean, tough to, I think my prop, my Stanley Cup favorite, as long as they're healthy. Um, I like that you took the Kings. I don't think a lot of people do that, but I think uh, the Avs, the Avs are back this year. Um, just a stacked team. Uh, the, the Jets have surprised, though, and they've played very well. 
but Colorado at home, um, nine and two, I believe at home this year. I think that's the pick to take. One thing like that looked dynamite to me last game, and I know you're kind of fond of the Jets, Jacob. That line Not of really. Shifley, Ehlers, and uh, Connor yeah. looked fantastic last it game. It did. So that's something for the Avs defense to watch out for. But Colorado's just stacked, like so much up front. Um, for sure. And also the problem is, is Colorado stacked as it is, and they, their forwards and the speed they have. Defensemen too, their entire team, the speed they have, they can go toe-to-toe with anyone. The Jets' defense on paper, yeah, they, they can suppress some shots. But I'm telling you, man, they don't have the foot speed to deal with a McKinnon. Or, right. or even a Ranton. So that's running the biggest mismatches here. Yeah. I mean, McKinnon, those two players are dynamite too, the best players in the league. Um, Jeez, man. But Crazy. it'll be interesting to see who that new, new Shifley line gets matched up against or yeah. like how, if they match at all, because I thought they scored some nice goals, pretty, very pretty tic-tac-toe passing. And one thing I'll watch out for now, now that Ehlers is playing with two, I mean, just two best forwards. I think he's going to get a lot more opportunities to fire the puck because, uh, you know, Shifley seems to be more of a distributor this year. So yeah. um, Ehlers is paying 1.7 to 1 to have over two and a half shots on it. So three Ooh, shots on more. I, would I, take that. I think he's going to be firing away uh, with this line here. 100%. I think the big thing, too, just back to the Az part is they don't have McKinnon and Ranton playing together right now. And that's one of those things where you think, oh, maybe it makes McKinnon less dangerous. No, it makes the Avs a lot more dangerous because it's one of those games where people, the general public, realize, man, Ranton is an amazing player. And him on his own, he can ever drive a line and he can burn you. And I think that, that could happen to the Jets tonight. Absolutely. He's outstanding. Yeah. Pick your poison with the Avs, right? What do you want to do? Defend McKinnon or Ranton? Absolutely. Carolina Hurricanes are visiting the Calgary Flames tonight. It's been an interesting year for both teams, honestly. I think Carolina sort of uh, regressed a little bit to what they were last year um, relative to the you know perceived dominance, but they're always a shot volume, shot heavy team. And Calgary, well, it's uh, kind of it's kind of a dumpster fire, but there's less gasoline than last year. <laughs> yeah, well, what I like the Hurricanes tonight. Oh yeah, um, they're one point eight three to one on the money line. They're playing the back end of a back to back on the road, but they didn't have to go far because they were in Edmonton last night. But did did you guys see? I, I don't know if everybody saw uh, Rod Brindamore's in game interview on the bench with Darren Pang last night. Amazing, all time. So I mean, he said that on the bench. What do you yeah. think he said in the dressing room to the players in the intermission or after the game? George, my contract stipulates I can't repeat it, but I have a, <laughs> I, have a, I have a pretty good idea. Yeah. So well, have you seen if you seen when the the Hurricanes released their post game pregame and they have Brendan Moore talking, he's always you know dropping F's and whatnot. They always have the horn on it when he does it and the whole video i'm telling you just horn horn, horn. you don't even get what he's saying so i'm yeah. sure an angry right more is probably pretty brutal go ahead and if our, if our viewers uh remember darren pang are familiar with darren pang as a broad, broadcaster used to be a good long time goalie for the blackhawks really little guy um, oh yeah he looked pretty scared of brenda moore when that <laughs> yeah. he thanked him and brenda moore was a, great for brenda moore for doing that interview when oh, he was that upset great but timing. i think he lit up to his team carolina is a solid team they're yeah. always, they just can't seem to get over the hump in the playoffs. They had a ton of injuries in the playoffs last year that like, killed them. Like, I think they were more injury riddled than other team. I think Brenda Moore is a, an awesome coach. I think he has a ton of respect from his players. He's played the game. He's coaching the game. He played hard. He coaches hard. So I think his players are going to get one back for him tonight. I love the value there at 1.83 to 1. So I really like this pick tonight. I think after that, 
tirade, the players are going to like try and get their coaches respect back tonight. And like you said about Calgary, I just, I don't know what to make of that team. You know, Zadorov's gone. Who's out the door next is a lot of, is a question. It's just tough to play in those circumstances. I feel like. And I think too, for them, like they have Dustin Wolf between the pipes, one of the best uh, goalie prospects on the planet. And I'm a big fan of his game, but, but Carolina, like when you're playing against a Carolina Hurricanes team and your team in front of you is not good defensively, you're going to see a massive workload tonight. And even if Wolf does relatively well, he's, you know, probably a safe bet to face 50 shot attempts, 45. Like the, the Hurricanes are always, always emphasizing volume. The Flames have struggled to get the puck out of their zone. I think you're right. It's a match made in heaven there if you're going to take the Hurricanes money line. Yeah, they were down 4 nothing to the Oilers after the first yesterday. They lost 6-1. They got pride. I think they're going to bounce back. This is a good team, and uh, I, can't, I can't comfortably call the Flames a good team. That's for sure. Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks. I don't know, and uh, Minnesota's visiting Vancouver. I don't know if it's just me, but whenever I look at a game and the odds, my brain is taking some time. But I always assume the Canucks are not legit, even though they very much are. And every game I see them, they're great. But it's kind of like this muscle memory. But in this game, are they the heavy favorite? Are we going to see a lot of goals? Not a lot of goals? What are we thinking for this one? They are the favorite, but I like goals. I mean, that's my favorite bet in this game. Goals, goals, more goals. So the over-under is at 6.5, but the over pays a very fair 1.91 to one. Vancouver is one of the top scoring teams in the league this year, if not the top. It may be the yeah. top. Is that correct? So, I so, yeah. I mean, they have they have four of the top 10 or 15 scorers in the league with JT Miller, Brock Besser, Elias Pettersson, and Quinn Hughes, who was leading the scoring race yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Who's having an unbelievable season. They actually so, have – it's even better than that, George. They've got one, two, three in, in the top 10. Wow. Yeah, very impressive. So they're scoring a lot. Minnesota uh, fired Dean Evison a couple of weeks ago, um, just uh, wasn't getting it done. And they've been scoring a lot more since his dismissal. So they've netted 18 times in four games, averaging four and a half goals per game on their own since their coach got fired. So who do I like in the game? I like the Canucks. Can I see Minnesota winning? Yeah, you know, when you get a new coach, you get some life breathed breathe into you. Yeah. So I can see, but I love the over here. And I think it's going to be a really exciting game. you got some of the most exciting players in the league. Always love watching Kirill Kaprizov play. So I think the over is a very enticing pick here. Um, Minnesota's offense picked it up, like I said. And Vancouver's got, like, the players and just total goals on the year. One of the top offenses of the, in the league this season. So I don't see a reason to bet against it. I like the goals take here because as much as – as much as Minnesota has struggled, they actually haven't been terrible at five on five with scoring like relative and, you know, their power play hasn't been great and all these things. But I think when you look at a matchup like this with two teams that have high octane offenses and yeah, Vancouver's got Demko. He's been great and all those things. But, you know, when you have those two high octane offenses going toe to toe, it's always usually a safe bet, at least in my experience, to go for the over on these ones. I agree with you. And another guy I think that will heat up soon. We'll see if the coaching change helps them, who I expected a lot for more a lot more from this year is Matt Boldy on the wild. Yes. So he had a, he had three points last game. And I think, I think he's a really good young player. Uh, I think he had around 70 points last year. And I, I think he started off slow. I think he had a minor injury at some point. So I'd expect him to pick him up, but I love, love the over here. And I love this game. I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Absolutely. Now our last game of the Thursday night slate is the New Jersey devils visiting the Seattle Kraken. Devils are one of the top dogs right now. Kraken kind of in a 
little bit of a sophomore or not a sophomore, so third year, but kind of in a, a hangover phase from last year. Who do you yeah. like in this game? Goals, wins, losses. What are we looking at? Again, I like the goals here. That's where I see the most really? value. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, go the overs paying. Um, excuse me, one point seven eight to one over six point five goals. Devils are a scoring machine. They were even when Jack Hughes went out, they were still scoring. And Jack Hughes, I know I talked about Kucherov earlier. I think Jack Hughes might be averaging like if we're talking about points per game because he missed six seven games there he might be on top of the league it seems like this guy gets two three points every game it's incredible it's, it's incredible so yeah I like them to fill the net in this one um I think the values there are 1.78 to 1 and if you pick the, the Devils just to win which I believe the Devils will win on the road and both teams to score at least two goals that point pays 3.4 to 1. So if you make a $10 bet, you're winning 34 bucks. If you're making a $100 bet, you win 340 if you pick the Devils to win and both teams to score at least two goals. And that's that statistic has happened in four of the last five games for the Devils. They've won four of their last five, and in those wins, each team has scored at least two goals. So there's, there's some good value there, I think, to be taken. But um, Seattle might surprise. I don't know. What do you Do you have a lean towards this game? I, I think that... This is one of those games where maybe Seattle exposes the elephant to the room, which is New Jersey's goaltending isn't great. And I don't mm-hmm. think that it's a massive problem. I think it's something that they'd like to address in a perfect world, maybe before a Stanley Cup run. But the reality is this. The Devils goaltending is sort of a weak spot. And I think that the Kraken low-key have some guys. They have weapons. They have players that can score, like most NHL teams. And I think that if you get the Devils in the right position, whether it's the Kraken scoring first or whether it's you know a couple power plays for them, I think that this could be one of those games where the Devils are exposed. So I don't think I differ from your pick, but maybe out of that over for the goals, we see the Kraken get a couple, and it's not an entirely one-sided shellacking. I hear you. I hear you. And that's uh, that's partly why I'm kind of staying away from choosing a team in this game. But I do go like- either way. Yeah, but I do like the over. And another um, future bet to watch out for, um, as long as he stays healthy, uh, Jack Hughes is second in the betting odds at most sports books and at BetMGM to win the Hart Trophy this year at 5.5 to 1. The favorite, obviously, is Connor McDavid. But, you know, even before the season, Jack Hughes was very high in the Hart Trophy odds, and he's made more of a case with his play of late. So 5.5 to 1 for Jack Hughes to um, win the Hart Trophy. And just when did we miss one? Did we miss the Blue Jackets Islanders? Are they going against each other tonight? You. This is why we have you here. You are a great oh. co-pilot. We did oh. miss. The, we mi- uh, did. We miss. I, did we miss the most boring game? Tonight? I think we did. That wasn't intentional, but yeah. And actually, we may have missed uh, Philadelphia and Arizona as well. Oh, okay. Well, so, let's let's start let's, with the Blue Jackets Islanders. Um, <laughs> rookie. We, yeah, I don't mean to be rude. Maybe no, a no, little, no. Maybe a little boring. Oh, I'm talking about the teams. Not. Uh, I know me and you are good, but I like the under here. Six point five goals. Uh, I just, you know, these teams. I Goudreau seems to be picking picking it up a bit for Columbus, but Islanders are always defensive defensive team. So I six point five goals paying one point eight three two to one. This game screams low scoring to me. Yes. Only six teams in the league average less goals per game than these two squads. So um, I think. And the under is the way to go here. Yeah, I I would agree. I guess every time the Blue Jackets are kind of in these lulls, I always think, and this is just, you know, maybe empty hope. It's like, could they explode for explode for eight goals? Could they do it? Could they just go off? They but have been that once or twice this year, haven't they? They have, yeah. And it's like, the reality is, though, time and time again, 
Johnny Goudreau hasn't been Johnny Goudreau in a little bit, and no. Line A is not Line A. So it's it's not really that's not how it's going. So I agree with you completely on that analysis. There, the Islanders can't score to save their life. Yeah, bet the under. Flyers and Coyotes. Now this is interesting because these are two teams where going into the year. I don't even know if this was deservedly, but because especially the way that the Flyers competed last year, even when they were out of it, and the way that Arizona stockpiled players and they have young assets, both these teams are playing competitive hockey. And yeah. it's kind of a boring game. And listen, I just glanced over it five minutes ago. That was an accident, not because the game was boring. But there, there is a lot of interesting storylines here to see. And I think that these are two teams that, for their own reasons, have a lot of interesting you know, betting storylines and propositions. Who do you have winning this one? Yeah, so for this one, I like the Coyotes. I like the home side. They've won five in a row. And, um, you know, another kind of under the radar, you never expect anything from the Coyotes, but they've been, it, the Flyers as well, like you said, both teams, pleasant surprises this year, but five in a row, let's roll with the hot squad at home. Um, and they're in the playoff race right now. Philly is in the playoff picture in the East, but, you know, I think other teams have games in hand on them. So if you went points per game, They'd probably be like sitting just outside the playoff picture, but Arizona is firmly in the playoff picture in the West right now. They've got unbelievable goaltending. Right yeah. Like yeah. It is crazy. Like, I think it's one of the most underrated storylines in the NHL is that, you know, Connor Ingram has been fantastic. And then Krell Volmoka, like, it, it's it, it's probably one of the best tandems in the league right now. Yeah, I I don't mind this team, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah. so I'm taking the Coyotes tonight. Make it six in a row. I don't know when the last time this team won six in a row was, but that's what I'm taking. And I don't know what your opinion is on this. Like after the top four or five teams in the West, I feel like there's a pretty significant drop off. Like, what do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, you kind of see it with, in terms of the matchups where you'll see a team that's like, okay, say um, they're fifth in the, like, you know, you look at, after in the central, right? It goes Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, and then Arizona, which in Arizona's right there, and then St. Louis, Nashville. There's a clear, in my opinion, tier differential there. The Pacific, yeah, you know, I'll put it this way. Fourth in the Pacific right now is the Calgary Flames. And they are doing horrible. But of course, those sneaky oilers are still there and they're gonna climb back up. But I totally agree. I think it's an even split of playoff teams not playoff teams. There's very few of those bubbles here. I think Arizona is kind of on an island as a clearly um, defined bubble team. Yeah, so part of the reason I asked is like they're in the playoff picture right now and they're paying two, po- two to one to qual- to make the play- the postseason. So for a future long-term bet, that might be like something worth rolling the dice on, be- dice on because I like the way they're playing this year. But for tonight, I'm going to stick with the Coy- Coyotes. Let's see them win six in a row. And the Coyotes also are first in wildcard spot and they have a game in hand over St. Louis and Nashville with one point over St. Louis and two over Nashville. George, thank you so much for joining us for our first show and excited to be doing this a couple times a week going forward. And to everyone out there betting, please bet responsibly. And thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the games for your Thursday night slate. Take care.